And welcome to another edition of the Camp Masora Podcast, the Masora Cast. Joining us, as always, is head honcho dude, Mr. Ari Katz. Is that your official title, by the way? Yeah, you could you could call me that. I'm, I'm okay with that. You're okay with head honcho dude? Or what, what is your official title, actually? Owner-director? I guess it would be owner-director. Head muckety-muck. Yeah, but I, I'm okay. We, we do everything. You do everything. You do everything in camp. That Whatever is, needs to be done, though, we, we do that. So so this podcast has taken a, on a, a life of its own. We've been getting emails from, from all over the world, literally. And uh, the amount of people who've been downloading and listening to the show is astounding. It's, uh, I guess people really want to hear what's going on in Camp Missouri during the year. Um, other than seeing the really cool pictures of uh, you up uh, high in a bucket, uh, looking down at the incredible new dining room, um, but uh, there's there's apparently a lot of people who want to keep in touch with camp and uh, keep that spirit alive throughout the year. Uh, new contests are starting. I know the email from the last contest was a little confusing, but we'll get to that in a minute. But Throwback Thursday TBT. If you have pictures of yourself and other people, I guess usually right, um, actual pictures because uh, we're hoping that. This is prior to uh, uh, cell phone cameras, when that was last week's show. Um, if you have pictures that you could scan and send in, or take a picture of and send in, uh, to the Camp Missora office, and that address is? Office at CampMissora.com. Office at CampMissora.com. That's Missora with an H, correct? Missora with an H. And again, even if they're pictures as long as five years ago, 10 years ago, even further back would be great, 15 right. years ago, 20 years ago, whatever you have, we would love to see them, post them, and uh, see what we could generate from all those memories. We'll there are a lot of people out there looking for those pictures. Put them on the Instagram and uh, and the uh, Camp Facebook page. Yeah, tag and, us and everywhere. All that stuff. So spe- speaking of Throwback Thursday... We had, we had uh, mentioned in the email that went out that we we're going to have a special guest. This special guest actually has, has roots to the original, original, original Camp Masora. Um, his father, in fact, was the first head counselor of Camp Masora. Let's see if anybody knows who that was. Anyone? Anyone? I could guess. You could guess? Yeah. I think it, he, he went by Stretch at the time. Stretch at the time. Yeah, but it's Nachum Siegel. He actually was my first head counselor, which I haven't told him on a show many times. He was your first head counselor when you were a camper. When I was a camper. Wow. And and joining us now is the one and only Yoshua Siegel, one of the Siegel triplets, actually. And he has been in Camp Missouri now for how many years have you been in Camp Missouri? Uh, eight summers. Eight summers. Wow. That's a, that's a long time. So you started when you were seven, eight, something yeah, like that? Yeah, going into fourth grade. Going into fourth grade. And t- so you're here because we wanted to get the experience. You're someone who started as a kid in camp. And if I could give you even a little history on Yoshua and his family, you know, we talked about last uh, in the last podcast about, you know, why we don't have cell phones and, and the use of socializing and uh, making their su- making something of their summer. I think Yoshua really exemplified that whole chevra of his, all of his friends, really just know how to have a great time in camp. You watch these guys in camp, they're always having a blast, no matter what it is. They're waiters, they're in the dining room, they're dancing, they're coming up with new games, they're joining in in all the, all the activities. Anytime you see them, they're always laughing, always having a good time, and just making the most of their, their summer spiritually and just with a great time. 
So they've been there since they're little kids. Mostly, have most of your friends been with you in camp for a while? Yeah, for sure. So you have a, a chaver of guys that you've basically grown up with. Right. Are they are they school friends as well, or are they camp friends? Um, only a couple are school friends. A lot of them are camp friends, though. Most of them are camp friends. It's something that's actually kind of unique in today's day and age. A lot of kids tend to go to school and camp together. I personally like having camp friends and school friends. So these are kids you you grew up with, and you see them. Do you stay in touch during the year? A hundred percent, all the time. So, so you stay in touch during the year, and you hang out there in the summer, and you have an unbelievable blast of a time with them. Right. So, so I'm a new kid. I want to go to Camp Missoura. Why should I go? Tell, tell me about your experience from from a kid all the way up. I'm putting you on the spot now. I know. No all, from a kid all the way up to uh, a dancing waiter, apparently. Right. Um, I think uh, I think one of the things that Missoura does best is that it allows it allows kids to grow in so many different ways. You have uh, you know, intense league games, and you have intense uh, training in IDF and biking and paintball, and really, there's opportunities for everyone. And through those opportunities, you get to have fun with friends, and that obviously develops incredibly close relationships with them, and uh, gives you an amazing summer. And uh, that happened throughout my seven years as a camper, where every year they were just improving activities and improving facilities to really give the campers the best time they could possibly have. So, is it? the activities is it the environment is it the facilities is it the weather is it is it the the mud what makes Missouri so much fun um, I think it's obviously the activities and also the the staff that makes it so fun for the campers uh, I know personally my uh, I've had tons of counselors that I'm constantly in touch with still today just because they were you know such good friends of mine and role models for me and it allowed me to grow as a person, you know, for in camp, it's been unbelievable for me. And so role models, that's, that's right. very important. So these are, these are not just, you know, uh, a couple of teenage guys that, you know, you're going to see for two months of your life and then, uh, uh, you know, that's it. These are guys that have made such an impact on you that when they're older and married and whatever, you're still staying in touch with them. Is that, is that true? 100%. Also, we talk to them all the time, you know. Uh, as a senior, there's a decision where you know where to go to Israel next year, and um, I know personally a lot of my friends speak to some of the older guys, and I know some of them, for me at least, have been my counselors from Missouri that I've been in touch with, and uh, they're only there to help us and talk to us and whatever, literally whatever we need in life to come to them and just talk to them as mentors and friends. Ari, are most of the staff post Israel? Have they all been in yeshiva, or is that is that depends? Uh, yeah, a good portion of them are post Israel. Many of them are not. But you have many staff members like Yoshua who are who have not gone to Israel yet, who are part of the waiter learning program. Yeah, what, what is this waiter learning program? So, I kept hearing about this. So Yoshua and many others, and you're talking about 20 others who are not only having a great time on the courts, who are not only having a good time on the paintball fields and, and enjoying their activities and also working, but on their spare time, they're learning. You mean it's not the waiter sleeping program like when I went to camp? No. basically you did your meal, you cleaned up, and you went to sleep, and that no, was it. I'm going to let Yoshua tell a little bit about the program, but these guys are waking up an hour earlier than everyone else. They have a, um, a quick learning before they, they go to breakfast and set up their own tables. After they finish waitering, they, they have their own Seder with Sheer. And again, they have, a, they have night Seder. And these guys are giving up their summer and they're learning. And these are the kind of role models that we have. They're well-rounded, not only great guys, and I want to use the word cool guys, nice guys, fun guys, but also are sincere um, also have great values and have their 
head straight in, in what they want to do in the future and serious about learning too. Do you get the cool plastic uh, disposable aprons though? They still have those? They do that on That's Shabbos. like on the Shabbos most important those. thing. Is the cool? Do you tie them around the yeah. front and the back like a like a garthol? I don't know. They got a little small this year. <laughs> so maybe maybe, maybe, maybe just you guys me, all know. got taller. Maybe that's right, what right. it is. But uh, so so tell us about this this really really cool waiter program. Sounds like something that's unique to Camp Masora. Yeah, um, it's really unbelievable. Um, the 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 learning is great with uh, great rabbeim, different different shirim every single meaning as opposed to just the morning seder. With the head of the waiter program, every night there would be a rotation for different members of the chinuch department to give us night seder. So that was definitely unique for us to, to hear different shirim and different styles every single night. And um, the waitering was a lot of fun. Um, we always had a good time in the di- dining room, as uh, Ari mentioned. And uh, uh, so we, we really made that experience enjoyable. And when it came to, there wasn't just learning and just waitering. Obviously, we had our free time in the afternoon where we'd play sports, we'd hang out, and just overall, it was such an amazing summer, and yeah, it was great. I got to tell you, one of my the most memorable times every single summer, and the grace I've watched the kids, they, they can't wait for the waiter flash mob. The waiter, waiter flash mob. Flash mob. They come, these guys come out of nowhere, like just on a regular... On a random day. Yeah, Sunday afternoon. And they, they t- together, all 20 of them, put on this entire show. They just drop their food, and they, all of a sudden, they're, they're dancing. And you, you see all the video cameras at everyone taping them. And here are these great guys, these role models, and they're all dancing. And it, it's hilarious. Did, you, did we do one last year? Or? No, we didn't get one last year. But we did, you know, after the nine days, and we started playing music in the dining room. We definitely, you know, brought the place to life with, you know, dancing with the upper staff and all the campers. And well, now great. this year, now we're going to have everyone in the same dining room. Is that, is that true? Is the whole camp going to be in that one dining room? different shifts i know but is the whole camp going to be in that one room yes yes it, they're all going to be in one room it's going to make dancing a lot easier so we're going to have families yachad staff and campers all in one giant room oh for sure and, and the time that it's going to take to get that food out these waiters are going to have the easiest time now because they're, they're going to have so much time on their hands they're probably gonna, they're going to be able to give sheer in between uh right that's serving true. They and could, they could do, <laughs> maybe maybe they could go clean the bunks too instead of just cleaning the tables you know they could do cleanup no i don't think we want to do that to the kids so so you've already expressed to us your your experience as a as a teenager what about as a little kid what was your fondest memories of Camp Masora? What could you not wait to get back to do? Was it the the, the zip line or the the paintball or, or the stuff in the lake, the the waterfront? Was it the trips? Was it the canteen? What what was it that's like you could not wait to get back to Masora to do? Um, I think it was the the crazy night activities that Masora kept bringing in and. We uh, we would all gather in the dome usually about once a week. You mean it wasn't just Gaga and Black Bottoms? Right. It was. I think I keep saying that on every show, but that's night activities for me as a kid were Gaga, Black Bottoms, captured a flag, which I still don't understand the rules of that. I just remember all dens are free and and whatever. What were the other things in captured a flag? I, I don't think I ever won. It was like a hockey stick with someone's T-shirt tied to it. I don't think I ever won that. That was pretty much night activities when we were kids, but but you guys have, have like everything, right? And every year it changes. Right. We had, I remember from when I was a kid, we had uh, we had bikers, we had dunkers, we had these trampoline guys, we had crazy concerts, and and when all the when all when the entire camp is in the same room and with a great show, the energy is high, and it's really my most memorable experiences from when I was a camper. 
Do you remember being like the youngest kid in camp and having to stay up late for that night activity? That was like the coolest feeling in the world. Right. That you got to be at the same place with the with the waiters and the senior staff. Wow. You know, I, I, I remember once a, as a kid, and um, I once told uh, Nachum this. Uh, I, I don't know if I told him on the radio or not. But one of the greatest night activities, you know, we all think that we all have to spend mo- big money to give the, like the, the, the craziest night activity. You think back to... You know, before the days of uh, the, this wow factor, and think about like the real good times that kids had. I remember that, um, and obviously this was all staged. But you know, um, Nachum was the head counselor at the time, and he, he gets into a fight with the canteen guy during the day. Canteen guy being most important guy in camp, obviously. Yeah. Like forget forget the camp director or, or head counselor. Canteen guys head head of the camp. Okay. So. Um, they get into this fight. Okay, we, we didn't think much of it. We were like little kids. We're like, okay, that's a little strange. But so we end up going to sleep at at about eleven thirty, twelve o'clock at night. Um, the head counselor Nachum, along with the division heads, come knocking on our doors to wake us up, and we're all fast asleep. We're we're like fourth, fifth grade, whatever we were. They wake us up. They say, put on black. So we put on black, and all these little kids are getting ready. They're like, oh oh my god, we don't know what's going on. He goes, we're going on a raid. You saw that fight, you know, with the canteen. We're we're gonna go raid. We're gonna go raid the canteen. So we start. They take us out in the middle of the fields, and we start running. And we're, we think like this, this is like a high secret operation, and we're running across the fields. I see Rav Goldberg walking back from the kollel, and he's panicking. Like this, this group's going on a raid. Like what's going on? We ended up getting to the canteen. It was locked. We break off the lock. Uh, um, oh, I'm sorry. I left that. Nachum wasn't with us. He woke us up and then disappeared. We broke. We broke off the lock off the canteen, and and he walks out with the canteen guy, and they gave us free canteen at, at midnight in the middle of the night, which was such a cool idea and not like one of these crazy ideas. And, and we do that now, and we love that. But I, I couldn't help but sharing one of those uh, amazing times that we had way back when. Uh, you know, throw back to twenty uh, something years ago. So the next time your dad yells at you, you could say, "Hey, you broke into the canteen." Like, I will, definitely like, will. Like whatever, however many years ago that was. So yeah, tell me about about overnights. Does, does Kimisora have any of that kind of stuff where kids go and sleep in the woods or whatever they call it? Uh, yeah, usually uh, once or twice a year, every division gets to go on an overnight. Um, you actually sleep in the woods? Yeah, we just... sleep in the woods. We uh, we go. I think usually at, right after Marth. And uh, we hike to wherever uh, to wherever the overnight is, and it's usually a lot of fun. We go through like uh, these these mud ditches and whatever whatever I, else. Masora's. I still remember as a kid. Well, there was always that one kid in the bunk who got the axe, and basically you didn't actually do anything with the axe. But we were given like you know, as, as little kids, we were given an axe, and this kid would like walk around and just like not have any clue what to do with it. Almost 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 hurt himself and everybody else in the bunk. And then of course you had the. Uh, Fun stuff we did, you know, as little kids when we would stand and throw cups of kerosene into the campfire because that's what little kids did back in, you know, 100 years ago. Where did you go to camp? I'm not. Whatever. And, and then, of course, there was, there was the kid who melted the styrofoam cups into the fire because that's what you did. Yeah, sure. I hope no one brought an axe. On, on I don't, I don't no, remember You that. guys didn't sure. get axes in Camp Missouri? They don't give axes to 11-year-olds, no? And, and cups of kerosene to throw into a fire? No, no, I no, think no. just a lot of hamburgers hot dogs. Just hamburgers. Uh, hamburgers, hot dogs, marshmallows. 
marshmallows. Marsh, uh, the s'mores. Yeah, you got to be careful with that, man. Those, those. Let me. Have you ever burned your tongue on a hot marshmallow? That, that really. Can yeah, hurt. but I'll take that any yeah, day. It's worth it. It's definitely worth it. So, so you would go out into the woods, and did you actually sleep there? Or yeah, just they, they would have uh, Mr. Dubin, the uh, the nature director. Is that what they call him? Um, would right. would would pitch tents, meaning wow. pre- prematurely. So we get there, they'll all be set up, and we'd stay up so late at night. We'd sit around the campfire. He'd tell. He's known for his stories. His was there that moment in the story where someone threw kerosene into the fire yeah, and scared I don't, I don't everyone? I don't know, but they're, they're like crazy. Who, who is the Camp Masora scary guy? Was it Cropsy, Zabo? Oh, no, for me, it was Cropsy. I remember Cropsy. When, I was, when I was a little kid, the uh, whoever was on OD that night would give us Cropsy stories. And there was always every, that. Every camp had like their, their guy, right? Right. There's always there's that shack on. Uh, yeah, the shack. Yeah. Exactly. Cropsy shack. It's funny. We, we still talk about it now. Like as waiters, I was talking to some of the old Masora guys. and like, we still won't go near that shack. I, I remember <laughs> from like. 700 years ago when I heard those stories as a kid. It really, you know, I still remember being If scared. I remember correctly, I think the waiters actually this past summer slept in Cropsy Shack. They slept in Cropsy Shack. That was Cropsy okay. Shack. Like it's not like the, five years the ago. what do you call it? The, the, o, the, the OD, the OC, the CO. The OD. The o, no. The HC is what I meant to say, but it, it, whatever. Okay. So uh, you guys would sleep out in the woods, have hamburgers, hot dogs, s'mores. Yeah, they, they prepared a great barbecue for us. And I remember one year... The, uh, our division head, because he he, he obviously didn't come to the overnights, but he decided he uh, genius. Yeah. He along with some of the other counselors who could who didn't want to stay, uh, came and played a little joke on us. They during the stories they they showed up on their golf cart and were like making these noises, and we were like young kids like freaking out because we heard these noises. And like they were telling us, like, oh my, I hope, I hope they're not gonna get us or whatever it is. And like it was crazy scary. And like an hour later, after them messing with us, they they come out and like. But that's yeah. you know what? That's one of the great experiences oh, of camp. Yeah, I'm sure it's something you remember at the time probably scared you a yeah, little right. bit. <laughs> but now it's like you remember that stuff. Like those those are the kind of things that really live with live with you for uh, for a very long time. So where do you go from here? You're now uh, you're a camp Missouri. Are you gonna be a waiter again this yeah, year? Yeah, I'm gonna be a waiter again. You're gonna be a waiter, and then what? Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. We'll see where life takes me. I mean, I hope to be back in Missouri, but we'll, uh, we'll see what position I'm holding at then. We're not letting Yoshua go so fast. I mean, mm-hmm. camp is in his blood. This guy, you know, once Yoshua leaves, then that, that would be a that, very sad yeah, day for us. Well, well, there are there are how many seagulls in camp this year? There are a bunch uh, of, there are a bunch yeah, this of seagulls. This will be a lot because my sister, last year, on an Israel program, will be back, and it'll be five. Wow, four five staff seagulls. and a camper. Yeah, that's 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 amazing. That's amazing. So, um. All right, so we got unbelievable activities, incredible staff, memories for a lifetime, friends for a lifetime, um, and uh, the ability to grow as a person and uh, and learn a tremendous amount about how to interact with people. But how would you say your experience or the experience of a kid today has changed somewhat? When you were younger, everyone sat in the bunk, and what did they do? They talked to each other. They right. pl- a couple of kids I, might have had Game Boys. They had Game Boys, right? Was it the gray Game Boy still, or the? Yeah, the gray flip ones, the gray and red. Oh, flip so that ones. was the flip ones. That right? was, yeah, that was after. After our we, time. Had, we, we had, had those the big, monochrome like, giant brick right, ones. I, I think yeah. I have one so of they, those were, they already had the flip ones. I would love to get my hands on one of those. That those Mario games, oh, the, the original Mario the ones. You see, we we just made reference to your Donkey Kong. Another Donkey Kong reference. That's right. So so. A couple kids played uh, on their games, but other than that, you really interacted with each other, yeah, right? Yeah, it was sit in the bunk and let's talk to each other, and yeah, that was it. You had, and it was see, great. You had a blast. So you're not essentially missing anything by not having your phone or iPad or, or anything like Not that. even close. I think if you had a phone or anything, if anything, it's taking away from the experience. Ah, so so actually talking to people is a good thing is what you're saying. Yeah, it's great. And, and you actually grew up and went through camp and... 
didn't have an iPad and whatever, and you you become a a, a wonderful uh, young man. That's amazing. That's amazing. So that's a something to be said for that, you know. Yeah, part of his experiences, I think, in all the, with these waiters and some of the the staff members his age. Again, like we said in the beginning, they just knew how to have a good time. They make anything. They could take anything. They could take a chair, and they'll be sitting there with with twenty people, and they'll make themselves have a great time by socializing, by talking, by by making jokes. And you know, we're very much into that whole texting year, like we spoke in that last time, where we don't even know how to communicate or text in full senses. And, and these guys really experience what it means to be a teenager. And you look at that, and, it, and it's remarkable. It, it really is something unique because we don't know how much longer that actually will last, um, you know, in the future. The non-cell phone. Thing. That's right. So it's, it, it, is, it is, he is living proof of, of how much fun you could have by actually talking to your friends and uh, hanging out with them instead of looking down at a small, uh, you know, screen and... Uh, I don't know what you're doing with it in camp. And then, you know, can you play Madden without, you know, connection and all that? Yeah, in theory, a, there's in a, theory you can. There's a new app that just came out that you can play Madden. Just oh, you uh, yeah. How about how about you know, going on a go on a raid, go do something fun. Are there any raids? Do they do that still anymore? Is that allowed in camp um, these days? It actually doesn't exist. I don't it think we've ever. Exist. I don't think we've ever had one. You've ever Thank had God. a raid. In, now we, we just focus more on the barbecues and the, and the late night food. Not so. like putting shaving cream into people's shoes or anything nah. fun like that. We we barbecue all night. These waiters, you'll find them barbecuing. They usually wake up and they're still flashing. <laughs> they're still flashing. Sure. You know you're in trouble when you're eating the bowl of fruity pebbles and you're burping up hot dogs. Then you're in real <laughs> yeah. trouble. I still remember as a kid being woken up at two o'clock in the morning and someone offering me. Half a sandwich from I'm going to date myself. Schmolka Bernstein's. <laughs> a Schmolka Bernstein's pastrami sandwich. And I was like, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. Which ro- who would want to eat that? But meanwhile, all the, the all the staff here is is outside barbecuing. It, 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 2 o'clock, they're first warming up. They're first right? warming up. <laughs> These guys, it, I would say 80% of their time, they, they woke up uh, flashing. Wow. That's unbelievable. Waking up flashing. Uh, so you got you got to figure out what you can have for breakfast then. But I'm sure that... And it's one of the only groups in Kent. You know what? They sit out on their porch... They're barbecuing till uh, very late night. They're talking. They can have the fruit the next morning. That's yeah, that's right. that's oh, par. The fruit is par. And now, now there are a million options of fruit. That's right. So uh, so it's it's not a, not a story. These guys are young. Why not enjoy a good steak at, uh, at three at in the morning? Three in the morning. <laughs> Prevacid. Prevacid. It's very important. <laughs> All right. So any in, in closing, anything else you want to tell us about Camp Missouri? Why why should I send my kid to Camp Missouri? Um, because they focus on every single kid individually. Um, I know as a staff member, I was. Thank God I was friendly with most of the other staff members, especially the counselors, uh, who tell me they, they always they, they talk about their kids, how they're great, and they always have a great time together. And this kid, uh, you know, is hilarious, and this kid is great at basketball, and we love spending time together. And I think uh, on top of that, the you're, when you send your kid to Camp Missouri, you're sending them to really a great staff. I know personally um, the, the lower staff who, across, who come from all different high schools TBC, Mayanode, uh, Hafter, MTA, SK, all of those. And uh, even people from out of town like Silver Spring and Baltimore and Israel. That the Missouri staff is known as the better guys from each of those schools. So when you take you know, the better guys and, and, and the, the cool guys from, from every single school, you're really putting together an all-star staff. Is what, what we had in Missouri this past summer and what I'm sure we'll have in Missouri this coming summer. So you got a great staff. You got kids being treated as individuals. 
but at the same time experiencing a group fun fun summer that's really very cool thank you so much for uh enlightening us and giving us i guess uh, another perspective on on the amazing amazing things that are happening at camp Masora. thank you yoshua and we again we look forward to many years together as part of the camp Masora family with you and the rest of your family and uh, by the way dove just to uh, before we uh conclude we we told the listeners to uh submit some questions that they were curious about if i could just uh share one of the questions sure oh wait i got one dear camp director ari katz is it true that you will be zipping around town on a hoverboard this year? Is that is that true, or will you stick to the golf cart? That is 100% accurate. Ooh. I already have one. So that's and why you built the new road, so you could get a hoverboard. You better believe much. it. And there may be a surprise for many other campers as well. Ooh. Are we, are we hearing maybe hoverboards for senior division? No, that, let's not. I wouldn't let's say not every division. Rumors. Let's not start any rumors. But, but maybe uh, one of those hockey carts are going to be transformed. Exactly, exactly. Very interesting. But we'll, we'll, we'll leave that in the next month or well, two. Just so we leaked it out, and uh, you know we'll see where that goes from here. But here's one of the questions. Uh, Sammy Tisser submitted a question. He I, wanted to know. Does he win the prize? Yeah, was yeah. the first question in, I think. So he first question, the first question. Okay. He actually wanted to know, where are we recording from? Ooh, where are we recording from? We are actually recording from the Neshama Orchestra Studios, which is happens to be located right down the hall from the Masora office. But how hey, convenient. That's, how convenient. Um, so it's like, you know, 10 steps to get over here. This is where we're recording from. Um, and uh, through the miracles of modern technology, it's, uh, this podcast gets heard all over the world. And it actually makes Yoshua seal. It makes it much easier for him to walk down the block That's from right. TBC. Work down the block from TBC. That's <laughs> true. So if any by a note or, hey, Yeshiva Tid is opening That's up right. down there in the next That's few right. years, that they could come, come join the podcast too. Finally, one last question he asked. Where is the farm in the camp going to be located because of the new dining room. That's a very good... You know, I didn't even think about that. Last week when I was describing where the dining room was, I forgot that that's the farm. Yoshua, where, what do you say? Where should we put it? I don't know, but you should know that the second the second I saw those pictures on Facebook, the dining room, I didn't even worry about the canteen. The, the, the farm was gone. It was a, it was a know, scary there's, sight. There's that house right to the left, right when you come into camp, right there, kind of the first house, you know, the one with the second floor loft. Maybe we could put it right outside there. I, I think that's spot. a great idea. I, I think there's some open spot. field. I like that. I you like that. You like that idea? Yeah. It'll give me what to do during the day. <laughs> yeah, because you don't have anything to do. Right? There's so much free time. But but we do need to find a new spot for the farm. We do. I, I would I would say it's going to be somewhere in that location over there. There's still the a lot of open go air. during the winter, by the way? We have a very nice family, the Teolis, that live next door to us, and you know they, they take they care share of the animals. They That's take care awesome. of the animals. They share some of the animals, and we have a good time with that. That is awesome. I, know, I can't believe we're actually discussing that yeah. part, but it's important. It's an important part of camp. There are some kids who love that farm, right? It's it's a very big hangout. It's a big hangout. That's awesome. Do you, do you, what, Look, what, I'm not giving any suggestions, but I think one year someone went in and actually took one of the animals at 2 right. in the morning. Right? And also one year they, they used the goats as, as mascots for color work. That's right. So they took two goats and spray painted the entire <laughs> They brought them in. And, yeah, that's right. And the, at, at the color work finale, they're bringing these goats. <laughs> you know, goats like butt people and bite them. You know, you be <laughs> careful. You be careful. Wow. All right. The Camp Masora Farm. Very, very important part of the of the podcast. This, uh, this, this, uh, this episode. Um, okay. So, in closing, we had an awesome time with uh, one of the uh, uh, descendants of the uh, dynasty of uh, Jewish audio recording, which is 
fantastic. Mr. Yoshua Siegel of the famous uh, Siegel family, original Camp Masora family. Um, and uh, we discussed all sorts of fun stuff about being a camper all the way through being a staff member. And uh, have some really cool and exciting stuff coming in down the pipe for the uh, next few shows, including uh, further interviews and uh, insights into the behind-the-scenes staff at Camp Masora, the people that actually keep the camp running. I hear Mr. Michael Pellico himself will be making an appearance. He doesn't know that yet, but now now he has to because we said it on the air. Yeah, I, I think it's only fair. It's only fair. That's right, Michael. Get get out of the crane and uh, let's go. Come on down to the office and uh, we're gonna, we're going to hear about what goes into constructing a water system that's got to you know uh, give give water and showers and plumbing to you know. It's basically a small city, yeah, that's and, right. and and all those other fun fun facts that go into the running of Camp Masora. People, people want to know all day long what what would he do during the year? What's there to do? There's Someone to do. actually asked me this morning at Shul. I, I it was hilarious. Someone asked me at Shul this morning. Hey, what do you do all year? All year? I'm like, you know, I, I just sit and I chill. Just chill. Just chill. Just chill. So just now chill. they can really hear the behind the scenes. Watch a little Judge Judy. Yeah. <laughs> just relax. So behind the scenes, there, there is work going on 24-7, 365 days a year. Literally and figuratively, there is, there's planning work. There is physical work that gets done into basically keeping a small city running for, for a, a large population over the summer. It's really something that's very incredible. And we look forward to hearing from uh, Mr. Michael Pellico, director of operations and stuff or whatever is real head muckety muck of the camp grounds i guess would be his job right um and uh some some other behind the scenes staff that will uh we'll be introducing on the next podcast we hope you've enjoyed this edition of the masora cast edition number three i am dove cats he's ari cats and he's yoshua siegel and we'll see you next time thank you
Shine.